Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation with me, your host, Nikki Cross. I'm the founder of Thrive Life and Business and I'm on a mission to help you become your own coach and truly lead in life and in business. Do you love this podcast? Do you wish there was a space where we not only talk about the inner work, but we actually do it together? Well, guess what? That place exists over in my group membership, Thrive Together. Inside Thrive Together, we meet most Mondays to plan out our weeks and each month we run a workshop and group coaching session as well as bonus private podcasts and monthly focus and intention setting. Let's be honest, you can listen to all the podcasts in the world, but will you do the inner work? You can join today and you can cancel any time. Once you're in, you have full access to all of the replays from the previous group coaching and workshops, ranging from being decisive and people-pleasing all the way through to overcoming your inner fears and getting out of your own way. So sign up anytime and do any of the workshops at your own pace. Simply sign up on my website at www.tlb.org.uk forward slash TT checkout or head to the link in the show notes of this podcast. Join today, cancel at any time, and let's start doing the inner work together. Hello, and welcome to episode 67. What is so wonderful is hearing from so many of you how interested you are in the concept of self coaching. I have spoken about it quite passionately over the last however many episodes and quite honestly it's changed my life. Being able to coach myself using the framework that we use inside Thrive Together, inside any of the work that I produce, it has the capability to really change your inner world and for that reason I want to talk about it in today's episode and I understand that And I understand, like, for those of you who've contacted me, I understand that some of you feel stuck. I understand that some of you feel torn down, not necessarily by others, but by yourself. I understand that some of you feel so disconnected from what could be that because all you can see is is a current reality that you dislike. And I can completely relate because I have been there too. And from time to time, I fucking go there too. So, so... First things first, there's no quick fixes and we honour the journey and all of that, but let me dig in. What is self-coaching and what is the framework that I use? Self-coaching is a framework that we use inside of any of my programmes, regardless of whether you're a one-to-one client, you're inside my group membership Thrive Together, or you're in a programme like Do The Thing that I've created. And essentially what this is about is It's guiding your thoughts from being unconscious thoughts that are likely unintentionally ruling your emotions and your actions to becoming aware of how you're observing the world, what you're making it mean, and as a result, becoming more intentional about how you react to it or what you create. So basically, it's about how you feel in your inner world and the actions you're taking, which are producing the results in your outer world. Now, I can hand on heart say self-coaching has changed my life and I'll get into how in this episode, but I want to tell you that when I first practiced self-coaching, I genuinely didn't appreciate the importance of the foundations being right. And I know in the last episode, episode 66, yeah, episode 66, I talked about taking aligned action and how important it is to understand where your choices, where your goals are coming from. And this is a big part of the foundations. 
And because I didn't really understand or even prioritise the importance of the foundations being right, what, what this resulted in is me coaching myself, but on a foundation of shame and blame, shudding myself. And sometimes even pushing myself into toxic positivity. So what this resulted in was me doing more and more and burning out because I was doing more of the things that I thought I should be doing, not honouring my feelings and instead trying to push them down, all sorts of shit, literally. Or if, if we had another episode, <laughs> I'd talk about all of the shit, but you're not here for that. I know that you can relate, but we're not here to talk about that. So on this basis, when I started coaching clients one-to-one and I set up Thrive Life and Business, I recognized that what what we were doing, what they were doing was learning by osmosis. And because of that, I built a coaching framework with a foundation. And the foundation is laid on two key things, two core um, foundations, which are self-awareness and self-love, unconditional self-love. Because the thing is, if you haven't got this foundation, you can coach yourself all you like. But if you're operating, op- operating? <laughs> operating off a basis of shame and blame, you can do all the self-coaching in the world. You will still feel like shit. You might figure things out logically. Like you might figure things out in your thoughts. You might solve problems, but it doesn't mean that you're not going to feel like shit. So getting back to it. If I'm operating off a basis of self-awareness and self-love, Here's what that means. Self-awareness means I am operating off a basis of knowing why I do what I do. Being self-aware requires you to understand, but why, like I said in the last episode, why am I doing what I'm doing? Where has that decision come from? Is it in alignment with my ego or is it in alignment with, like, so with fear and uncertainty and requiring force or is it in alignment with soul and heart, trust, faith, leaning into that? Self-awareness and the foundations requires you to recognize things like, you know, okay, so I'm procrastinating, not because I'm a procrastinator, but because it's telling me something about the way I feel towards the thing I'm procrastinating about. And self-awareness offers you an invitation to explore that. Do you notice that about a lot of people? They say, oh, I'm just a procrastinator. What an easy get out of jail free card that is. What an easy way for us to outlay our power. What an easy way for for us to outsource responsibility. No, self-awareness means that you don't just go, I'm procrastinating, therefore I'm a procrastinator. It means that It's giving you an invitation to explore why you might be procrastinating about that thing. What do you feel about it? Is it intimidating you in some way? Can you work with that? Self-awareness is the thing that keeps you feeling empowered, not in victim mode, not a victim to your circumstances, not a victim to your thoughts and your feelings or your situation. So that's that's the foundation of self-awareness. And this is the stuff that I teach. I'm just giving you a flavor of it here. Self-love. Self-love means I love myself unconditionally. If I fuck up, I love myself. If I am unkind, I love myself. If I don't do my best, how many times have you said, oh, I'll be good enough if I do my best? I've even noticed myself say it to my own child, just do your best. But what if we what if we don't do our best? Can we still love ourselves then? I love myself because I am worthy of love, just because, not because of something external to me, not because I achieved a thing or did something impressive or am something. I just love myself because I am worthy. Self-love means that 
you're accepting all aspects of yourself. You're not rejecting the parts that you would prefer not to see or you prefer the world not to see. You accept them all. Self-love means acceptance. It means approval unconditionally. It's the opposite of shame and blame. So what this means, like if you think about it in a everyday situation, what this means is when I feel jealous, I recognize my self-awareness rises. I recognize, hang on a minute, I've got a feeling and that feeling is a fucking low vibration. What's going on in my, inside myself? I feel jealous. I can sense it. And the self-love aspect comes in where I go, well, I'm not going to shame myself, but instead I'm going to see this as an invitation to know and love myself more deeply. How can I use that invitation to become more intimate with myself and grow from there? Do you see the difference? So this means when I feel rage or angry, I don't shame myself. But again, I see it as an invitation to question what has triggered me here? Why might that have triggered me? What stories am I holding on to about my past? I accept that. I, I, I assess, do I want to bring this into my current reality? So do you see, as long as we're coming from that foundation, your self-coaching will be an empowering experience. But if, like me at the beginning, your self-coaching is coming from forced positivity or shame and blame, then you can self-coach all you like and you'll still feel like shit, right? So they are the foundations that we lay and how it works is something I teach inside my group membership Thrive Together and inside inside any programs that I run. It's the basis of every single thing that I do with my one-to-one clients and what I do with myself. So what I, what I wanna share with you today in this episode is an outline, is an outline, how we go about that. So whenever, let's start from if something's going on because this is when we normally feel like we need to (laughs) self-coach. Whenever something's going on, so it's a problem or a challenge or even, even something positive, like a goal that I want, we always have to start with the facts. And this is where a lot of us who don't know how to self-coach, this is where we fuck up because we treat our thoughts as though they are facts. So what, what is normally the case is that my thoughts about the facts are skewed and they're there creating chaos in my reality. So let me give you an example. The fact might be, um, uh, I've missed a podcast episode, so there's going to be a week with no podcast episode release. That's the fact. Like, I've missed one, I haven't done it, and there's going to be a week where there's no podcast for people to listen, no new podcast for people to listen to. That is the fact. It's neither negative or positive, it just is. Now, my thought about that fact might be, oh, I'm a complete fuck up. I'm so disorganized. I can't even stick to one podcast a week. And more to the point, does anyone, will anyone even care? Oh, actually probably people, people probably won't even know. People won't, won't even care. People won't, don't even want to hear what I've got to say. So do you know what? I'm, I've just let everyone down and they're going to unsubscribe or think that I'm a flake or think this or think that. So I suppose what I'm saying is regardless of what drama your mind creates, the thoughts can be the drama, the thought around the fact. And we treat those thoughts as though, because our our brains are so exquisitely good at imagining, we are so good, our imaginations are so good, that as soon as those things happen in in our minds, we treat them like they are fact. And thinking those thoughts will bring about an emotion. I feel anxious. I feel anxious. That feeling will therefore direct my energy and attention. So anything that I then go on to do in that day, if I don't address this, if I don't self-coach, because of what I'm making it mean about myself, 
I am therefore anxious. And so anything that I do from a work perspective, for example, it will come from that anxiety and it, my energy and my attention will be desperate. And then I'll be trying to prove myself. Then I'll be trying. So as a result, I'll end up doing or not doing something, which, for example, if we're taking desperate action from a place of anxiety, could look like just doing more and more and more and more, not getting anywhere, or maybe just not doing anything at all, just procrastinating. All from the place of, I didn't release a podcast episode this week. All from that fact. Now, some people would just go, oh, that's just self-sabotage. But the problem I have with labeling things like that is it's not fucking helpful. When people come to me and they're like, oh, the issue is I'm procrastinating. I'm a procrastinator. Or, oh, the issue is I'm a professional self-saboteur. I'm a self-sabotage. I'm like, oh, okay, right, okay. You're identifying with a problem. That's not helpful. It's not helpful to label something without recognising the thought and the behaviour patterns that have brought it about. We need to raise our self-awareness and self-love in order to become more intentional with how we see our inner world. Anyway, so if I take the example from before, I've missed a podcast episode. So there's going to be a week with no new podcast episode release. That's a fact. It doesn't mean anything. But... I am a big believer in honouring our feelings. I'm not a believer in, well, we can just think a positive thought about it. If, if you have a negative thought or a thought that makes you feel something that you would rather not that comes up, my genuine, my genuine belief is emotions are not there to be ignored or pushed down. They're there to inform us and be felt. So before I rush forward and try to self-coach myself, it's important for me to spend time here it's important for me to spend time in my shit. You've heard, you, God, if you followed me on Instagram since I set Thrive Life and Business up, you will have heard me talk way back when about take your visit to the sad swamp, put your wellies on and go and have a good fucking slosh around in the sad swamp. Just don't set up camp there. That's all. Just don't take a tent. Just go in your wellies. Go for a day trip. <laughs> or a five minute trip to the sad swamp. Go and really feel those emotions. Uh, the words like expose them, explore them, indulge in them. And this exercise alone, it'll help you to audit how you're feeling and where that is coming from in the first place. And what for me, what I found countless times is I've started to feel something based on a thought that wasn't true. And then when I when I'm in the sad swamp, I'm like, hang on a minute. It doesn't, I'm making this mean this about me. It doesn't actually mean this at all. And I start to move out of the sad swamp. So if sorry, let me give you an example. So going back to the podcast, let's say that I've not released a podcast episode, you're not going to have a new one this week. And what my brain has made it mean with my thoughts about me is I'm a failure, I've let you all down. And actually, fucking probably no one even listens anyway. So, you know no one's even, it's going to be even worse. No one's even going to notice. And I put my wellies on, I go for a slosh in the sad swamp. And while I'm sloshing around in there, feeling my feelings and really indulging in them, I'm like, hang on a minute. Is this true? Is it true? Or am I just being, have you ever seen that one of those videos online where, um, you know, uh, like a little kid is struggling to stay afloat in the water and then someone points out how shallow the water is for them to stand in and <laughs> they realise, oh, there's no reason for me to cry in the first place. It's like that. We're feeling something based on a reality that isn't real. 
So when I'm sloshing around in the sad swamp, I'm like, hang on a minute. I didn't release a new podcast episode. What else could this mean for me? What else could this mean about me? Oh, well, okay. So I'm opening myself up to this possibility that actually it might mean that instead of doing that this week, I took some time off to honor myself. And what this could mean for my podcast audience is I highlight to them my most impactful episodes so far for them to go back and re-listen to because it's worth it. Do you see? How many times have you done this, do you think? How many times have you Have you had a load of emotion come up based on a thought that you're treating as fact, based on a belief that doesn't even fucking belong to you? Doesn't even belong to you? You know, we all inherit beliefs from the people who we love and trust as we grow, either personally or professionally. I I highlighted one of these in my episode last week about a belief that came from my mum to me, which was, you know, don't leave it. It's, It's easier to find another job if you're already in one. But that, that, that belief, A, doesn't belong to me. That's not my lived experience. B, is based on the assumption that there's scarce, scarcity out there with jobs and, and, all, and opportunities to express yourself and earn money off, off the back of being in high service. That may well have been my mum's reality. That may well have been the wisdom that she was imparting on me to keep us girls safe and keep us making responsible decisions but that's not my belief. And so a lot of the scarcity thinking for me that has brought up a lot of drama and mind fuckery in my own business has come from having to go all the way from the feeling that I'm feeling is coming from a thought that I'm thinking, which is coming from a fact, which is neither positive or negative. It's just neutral. But the way that I'm thinking about it is based on a belief. Does that belief belong to me? It does at the moment. Do I want it to? Do you see how this works? So let's say in this example that I'm giving you, I choose a more empowering thought. Like, well, hang on a minute. Podcast, there's no actual rules. It's my fucking podcast. (laughs) So if I say that I'm going to do it weekly and I don't do it weekly, is that not okay? And I'm also giving my listeners a great opportunity to go back and listen to their favorite episode. If I choose that thought, then the feeling that I might feel might be empowerment, excitement, and then my energy and attention is on the possibility of sharing that with my podcast audience. And then my action is probably likely to go and let everyone know on my mail list and on my socials because they can go back and they can choose an episode how exciting for them. Can you see, not only does this create a different outcome in my inner world, for example, I'll be feeling a fuck ton better, (laughs) But it'll likely create a different outcome in my outer world too. This framework, it helps us to look at the actions and therefore the results that are coming from the thoughts that we are thinking, what we're making it mean. You've heard me say it so many times. What are you making this mean? What are you making this mean? You just lost your job. You just got made redundant. What are you going to make it mean? You just got rejected by the guy that you went on a date with. What are you going to make it mean? Now, in the example I've just used about the podcast, yeah, that's one example. What I want to tell you about self-coaching has actually changed my life because once you start practicing this, you can use it on the little things and on the big things. And even with the little things, it's so fucking layered. I've said it in previous episodes. Our personal development is so layered. So what I've done for this episode is I've just bullet pointed different ways that I have I have realized that it's changed my life. I think I've got five ways to share with you. 
So the first thing that I've noticed about how self-coaching has helped me and has, has changed my life is it's helped me with the way that I approach my problems. Now, let me be clear. When I say it's changed my life, I don't mean my outer world. If anything, in the past five years, I have had more fucking problems than I have ever had before. If you can hear water, I'm just keeping this girl hydrated. Um, yeah, like I've lost my mum and my dad in the last five years. I have set up my own business, which comes with its own issues, challenges and problems in the last five years. What I'm saying is like, it's not life changing in that there's some magical fucking wand going on that's going to change your life. It's not that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what I'm saying is your life won't change. If anything, your life circumstances may even get harder. It's the point is, it's about how you're going to be dealing with that, how your inner world is going to be feeling about the things that are going on in your outer world. And we're not doing this, by the way, to control your outer world or manipulate the experiences that you're having. We're not doing that. You're on a journey because that's the journey that you're on. You, you know, we're not trying to manipulate what it is that you do and don't go through. We're talking about how your inner world responds to this. And what I want to say before I move on to point two is I used to think that my limits, my internal limits were my problem. So it, it honestly, it could be thought from, I can't possibly run a successful business from home because people will want to see that I've got a office address. Silly things all the way through to, am I worthy enough? Am I good enough? Right? And what I want to say in this very important point about the way we approach our problems is self-coaching has also taught me to see that I don't have to wait until I'm rid of problems in my inner world until to, before I make moves. Like you don't have to wait to rid yourself of self-doubt. You don't have to wait to rid yourself of limiting beliefs until before you make moves. I talk about this all the time inside Thrive Together, set unrealistic goals. And by the way, unrealistic goals, it's not what you think in the traditional sense unrealistic to me means they're supposed to challenge what you think is possible for you. In taking this choice and making this decision and setting this goal, it is supposed to bring up your inner shit so you get the opportunity to meet that inner demon and feel it and process it and deal with it, you know? What I'm saying here is you may in your life have experienced trauma. You may in your life have experienced a shitload of challenges and grief and, and drama. I, I acknowledge that we all come from different backgrounds, different positions of privilege, different adversity levels, all of it. I acknowledge all of it. And what I still say to you is, and, and you don't have to wait till you are, in inverted commas, fixed or healed from that before you make your moves. You can do it at the same time, yeah? Number two. Number two, it's helped me to make decisions about what I will and I won't do. So I want to be really clear here. Before, I, I fucking hell, I've been reading and have been doing self-development since I was 18. My learning and development journey started then in my career. But... I could read all the books, I could watch all the YouTube videos and the people online, I could listen to all of the podcasts, not that they were a thing back then, I don't think. <laughs> but it didn't help me to make change because all of my fears and decisions were coming from a place of fear. 
right? I used to make decisions around what I will and won't do most of the time. Most of, in fact, fucking scrap that. They weren't, it, it was indecision for me. For me, it was indecision. I was, I was doing things on autopilot. Most of the things that I was doing were either through obligation, which sounds very martyr-like. Obligation sounds very martyr-like. So, and you'll all be able to relate to it. It's like, well, it's my job, so I have to do it. It sounds like that. Most of my decisions were made from that place, from autopilot, from I just can't see another way, or from fear. So recently, I want to want to client of mine, we were talking about this. And the best way for me to explain it before we started working together is like she was wearing a pair of glasses with a red tint and she didn't know any different. And all she knew was red, red sky, red coffee, red flowers, red shirt, red everything. To her, there was no other color. Whereas when you, when you start doing this work and you take those glasses off, you realize there's a fucking kaleidoscope of colors out there to see. And she swore blind to me that everything was red when we started working together. She she was like convinced. It was fact. In her mind, it was fact. And this is the thing. Once you start self-coaching, it makes you really challenge the status quo that you've just accepted for such a long time. I call it resignation. That's just the way it is. And once you start self-coaching, you realize that very neutral facts about the world are being interpreted by you from a belief system that is deeply rooted, that so deeply rooted, you think it's truth. You think it's truth. Me too. Me too. So self-coaching helps you to question what is true in honor of your future self with self-awareness and self-love. It asks you to question what you think is true and turn the decisions that you're making about what you will or won't do and your decisions and your choices start to become more intentional and more aligned from a place of possibility, hope. If you want more on alignment, go back and listen to the last episode, episode 66. The third thing that self-coaching has helped me with is around the way that I spend my time, my money and my energy. So before I really started self-coaching and becoming aware of the way I was spending my time, my money and my energy, I realized that there was a lot of fucking scarcity going on. A big fuck off lesson is what this taught me. I was in scarcity mindset. The self-awareness piece that came from the self-coaching framework helped me to see that it didn't matter how much time, money or energy I had, it would never be enough. Not because there wasn't enough, but because I believed there wasn't enough. This came out the most for me with time. What I realized about myself is the way I was approaching situations was from a a real uh, victim mentality. And I know that the majority of you will have done this at some point. So again, using the podcast as an example, what this looked like for me was, oh, I'd love to start a podcast, but I just don't have enough time. And then this turned into, I'd love to start a podcast, but it will take me too much time to get it right. And then this turned into, I'd love to start a podcast, but I'm scared of their judgment. And as soon as I could see this, I realized that the fact wasn't that I didn't have enough time. I wanted to start a podcast. I had all of these stories around how much time it would take or how perfect it had to be or or else, or else fucking what? or else you'll lose credibility, or else you'll lose potential clients. It was all from lack. 
And it was the same, like I was blaming the lack of time, but that lack and my exploration of it then bled into, but if I get this wrong, lack, 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 lack. You know, it was the same with money. I wouldn't spend because if I spent, I would be afraid that it wouldn't come back to me. And I was never, like, I'm not a stingy person when it comes to other people, but when it came to myself, when it came to myself, fucking hell, I was stingy as fuck. And self-coaching through that had taught me to see where those stories had come from, allowed me the opportunity to rewrite them for myself. I could literally do a whole podcast on that point because it's probably been the most impactful shift in my mentality because for me, abundance and scarcity starts and ends in your mind. And I completely appreciate I come from a position of privilege. I speak from that place because this is the inner work conversation. I can only speak about my inner work and bring my own inner work to the table. So I'm speaking to you as Nikki Cross, as the person that has lived the experience that I lived. So I recognize my privilege, right? But what I also know to be true is I've been in many varied financial situations. And I can honestly say that I have felt at my poorest at times when I've actually been at my financially richest. And this was because of the way my brain was working, the way I was thinking about it. Although there was money in the bank, because my mind was in scarcity, there was always lack, not enough time, not enough guarantees at last, not enough money if I spend it on this, this and this, will it come back? On and on and on. Do you see? So self-coaching has helped me to become more intentional with the way that I spend my time, my money and my energy. Next one, point four, it's helped me to see myself and the inherent value that I have in the world. This is huge and it's played a major part in my ability to continue showing up in my business. I have done countless podcasts now where you've heard me talk about my upbringing, my hard work in parents, my, the work ethic that me and my sisters have. And my God, have I done my fair share of overworking and calling it a good work ethic like fooling myself. What I now see is that my worth, our worth, your worth, my worth, it is not dependent on something external to me. Not my productivity, not my job title, not my bank account, not my car, not my ticked off little fucking to-do list. None of it. You are worthy because you are. I thought, honest to God, I thought this one for a long time. I self-coached a lot on this so much. I spent years trying to impress people with my accolades only to realize again and again and again, for as long as I pin my enoughness or, or, or my worth on things that were external to me, it I would be forever be experiencing an emotional roller coaster because guess what? When you're doing this well, when you're doing well, when your external world shows you please, like it shows you pleasing things, you think positive results, you think positive thoughts about yourself, you feel good, and then you go and take empowered and positive progression action, progressive action, yeah? But guess what? When your outer world is showing you negative results, then you think you're shit. Then you feel like shit. Then you make assumptions about yourself and about what other people think of you from a place of feeling like shit. And then you take action, or in my case, like I said earlier, usually inaction from a place of feeling like shit. And then we label it. Oh, I'm a procrastinator. Bollocks. This is an important cycle to break. And then the last point, I was desperate to keep this podcast episode under 30 minutes. (laughs) Sorry, I won't carry on for much longer. I have just one more point to make. Lastly, the assumptions that I make about others. The assumptions that I make about others. Wow, this has been big. 
this was a really big turning point for me. I actually think that the way I used to assume others felt and thought was ruining things in my life and my business. Did Tracy walk past you in the office and not be her cheery self? Must have done something to piss her off. Does your partner need space? Mustn't love you anymore. Is your business not doing very well? You must not be good enough. You get it. Like, I think from that point, I've realised how much my ego used to be running the show. How self-involved my assumptions were about others. And in that sense, myself of it, my, my self, um, what's the word? My sense of self-importance, it was inflated. I made their behaviour about me, about my worth. I made my results in business about me, about my worth. And once you self start self-coaching through these thoughts, you open yourself up. It's painful, right? It's, a dis- it's an uncomfortable experience. It's uncomfortable to accept things about yourself that you'd rather not see, but it opens you up to such a powerful shift, which is people fucking have their own shit going on. <laughs> like, if that client didn't take you up on your offer it's not necessarily all about you. And even if it is about you, that's okay. Like this has helped me so much in my coaching because it means I can truly coach. I don't need you. By the way, when I say truly coach, I don't just mean with my paid clients here. I mean you listening to this podcast right now. I don't need you to think I'm great. I don't need you to love me. This is how I can give you what a lot of people call tough love because you know deep in your bones that I am coming from a place of love, but I don't have to fucking fluff it up and make you feel good and say things that are going to inflate your ego because I don't need you to love or like me for me to be able to love and coach you. I don't need that. I know my worth. I know I'm a good coach. So whether what I say or do makes you feel like shit or not, it triggers something within you. Whether you like or love what I say or not, it doesn't matter because I'm going to keep going anyway, because this is what I do. Make sense? It's like the assumptions that we make about others and how self-involved we can be with the assumptions of the world outside of us and what we make it mean about ourselves. That is where self-coaching steps in and helps us to figure that shit out. So they're the five ways that I have personally experienced self-coaching to completely transform my inner world and it continues to do so Please don't for a minute think that me and you aren't shoulder to shoulder. I keep saying this in podcast episodes. We are shoulder to shoulder. We're not living the same life. We're dealing with different external um, scenarios and circumstances. You might have a job. I might not. You might have kids. Well, I have got a kid, but you know, you get get my point. It's like we might be going through different things right now, but we are shoulder to shoulder in that we're both doing this work. And I honestly hope to God that by me sharing some of this stuff with you, even if you never spend a penny with me, even if you never invest in yourself through Thrive Together, join in Thrive Together or through coming and working with me one-to-one, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That is the reason why I'm recording this episode today, to give you as much as I possibly can for free so that you can take this information and go and create change in your life and in your business to truly thrive. That is the core foundation of the reason why I do what I do. So that said, take what you what has resonated with you today. Take that, use that, leave the rest. Come back to this episode as many times as you'd like. But I hope that this has served you today. 
And I'd love to hear, by the way, what parts resonated with you the most. I use myself as an example in all of these episodes in the hope that it will make it more relatable to you. And so that maybe you can't resonate with the example I'm giving, but maybe you can resonate with how it's making you feel. And pick out certain examples in your life and in your business that you can relay that back to yourself. So go, use it, take what is valuable to you, leave what isn't. By all means, get in touch with me. I love to hear from you. Connect with me over on Instagram. It's Thrive Life and Business. And please, please never forget, I am always cheering you on and I hope that you're cheering you on too. I really do. I really hope you're cheering you on too. Go and cheer yourself on. Thank you for being here with me today all the way to the end. My goal is to get this podcast into the ear holes of everyone who would benefit from hearing it. So I have a request for you. Please could you share this episode by clicking the share link and sending it to a friend, a colleague, and for bonus points, leave me a review on iTunes or tag me over on Instagram. If you want to contact me, the best place to find me is over on Instagram, or you can just mail me direct on contact at tlb.org.uk. All the links are in the show notes. So until the next episode, have an intentional day. I am cheering you on.